podcast is part of the Podcast Your Scene Network. Visit us at www.podcastyourscene.com. Hey, it's Bill. You're tuned in to episode number 60 of Three Questions in a Song, the podcast where the title says it all, except for when it doesn't. With me tonight are Faith and Michael from, excuse me, from Dynasty Zero. Um, so this question, right off the bat, I'm going to start off with a question that doesn't count. <laughs> so, Michael, back when I interviewed you in January of 2020, the band name was spelled with an X, and now it's a zero. Or a zero. Now, now it's a <laughs> Z on the zero. Yeah. What, what happened there? Um, we decided that we liked the new spelling better because we, we had a problem of people not being able to find us online because they didn't know how to spell the name. So it was just as simple as that. <laughs> just as simple as that. Um, back in the late nineties, there was a band in this area named super zero and they spelled it with the X as well. Oh, really? um, yeah. Dang. <laughs> um, Okay, so as I mentioned off the air, it's three questions, some side questions, but three main questions. And I'm going to start right off the bat with with the first one. And um, the song that we're going to feature later tonight is called Sweet Summer Night. And it's the first song of the summer for you, which makes Uh me believe that that means that you're going to be releasing some more songs throughout the summer. Uh Um, How how is that going to work? And what made you decide to go that way instead of releasing an EP or an LP? So we decided we have four songs that we're coming out with this summer, at least. We may do more, um, but they're going to be released every three weeks. So the next one is going to come out on July 9th. And we decided to do it this way for the purpose of having more of a consistent stream of content instead of just having something come up every once in a while. Okay. Yeah. So spread it out and, and, and keep yourself relevant throughout the summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. All right. So this next question, each of you can take a shot at. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so let's say you get a TV time slot. It's like the perfect time slot. You're going to hit the most amount of people in the mm-hmm. world and you can tell them anything about your band, but you only have three minutes. Mm-hmm. What are you going to tell them? that will bring those potential fans into Dynasty Zero's show. Oh, I love that. I honestly <laughs> think, okay, sorry, I just jumped at it first. I think just that combination of like, if you love old classic rock and you want it like modern day, I would kind of say that with also just like a happy like feel. Like even we were questioning changing the band name for a while to something summery because a lot of our songs at the moment are summer based um and just kind of like falling in love in the summertime and things like that so um just kind of if you're looking for like a positive jumping to the beat but also love classic rock Uh yeah i would definitely agree with that and i would say what i would really say is we're really just a straight up rock band. Like if you like such and such bands, Guns N' Roses, hello, uh, <laughs> Motley Crue, also hello, um, Poison, Poison's one of my favorite bands, 
even stuff like Aerosmith, Cheap Trick, New York Dolls, all that stuff, like, you'll like us. Like, we play that same kind of rock, mm-hmm. but there are people who don't like rock who like our music because we pull from a wide variety of influences, but we're still yeah. just a straight up rock band. That's, I definitely, the, the bands you've mentioned, the, the intro to Sweet Summer Night, uh, I definitely hear that. Um, I actually <laughs> think about sitting at Star Lake with uh, Motley Crue or Kiss or Poison or Aerosmith. I've seen a lot of older bands there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, it, it just, you know, the guitar, you know, it, it grabbed, grabbed you and brought you into the song. It, it was a cool intro. I liked it. Yeah. Thank you. And also, um, you want to flip your hair a lot. I would also say that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you and Michael do that consistently in practice. <laughs> you flip your hat off. <laughs> there, it doesn't look like it on the video, but there is a tiny bit of hair there. <laughs> <laughs> With or without hair, you can hair flip. Um, Speaking of the hat, since we brought that up, that says yeah. um, Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. If you're not familiar with that, Ooh. that's another podcast right. um, from Cannonsburg, Pennsylvania. They do um, their podcast about guitar-driven rock. Um, it's pretty cool. You should check it out. Um, I that's, will. That's also where Chris Thunderwolf Dotson and I met, who just said hello to us. I'm sure you saw it pop up, pop yeah, up on the screen. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and his company, Wolf's Customs, is a sponsor of Build the Scenes radio station. So there I plugged him while we were doing this. Cool, <laughs> cool. Nice. <laughs> um, so the, I mentioned earlier that we were going to feature the song Sweet Summer Night. Mm-hmm. Can each of you tell me, you can both take a shot at it, maybe tell me what it's about or the recording process that went into it or something that's funny that's happened while you were playing it and you know whatever you want to tell me about the song i think you should go with michael what it's about okay so basically there there's a whole lot that goes into this song like i know i went line by line with you when you were learning it and um just kind of showed you just how loaded it is but basically I would say it's a rock anthem. It's a concert anthem, but it's a different type of rock anthem almost. It's not like the we're the rebels and we're going to win, you know, kind of rock anthem or we're going to party all night. This is really about how the music kind of connects with people. Um, It's it's like every individual person and like you're playing to a crowd, but every person in that crowd like might be having a different experience of the song. And what I realized actually after I had written the song was, well, Keith and I, I know you last time we were on here, it was Keith and I who were on here. Um, But Keith and I wrote the chorus together, but I wrote the verses. And what I realized afterwards was I had written the verses about, I would say, an emotional release I had at a concert, um, which was Def Leppard particularly. And it was at a time like, you know, I was to interrupt real quick. Yeah. I, saw the, I saw them at Star Lake too. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, but it was, it was just, it was a difficult period of transition at the time and it was one of those things where the music just really resonated really with me and just kind of 
helped me kind of almost gave me the energy to kind of just move through that period and almost kind of take a leap of faith almost to being where I met Keith, who I would start this band with. And, but that's kind of what it's about. It's really about obviously being able to just cut loose at a concert, but the deeper impact that the music can have on somebody to put it really simply. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Go ahead, Faith. No, definitely. Like, I feel like when I sing it, like, and I, I've told Michael this cause he's written most of our songs at the moment. And like, I'm going to, I'm trying to be in the writing process of writing our future songs, but, um, but yeah, I think like every song you can interpret it so differently. So it's about being at a concert, but I even think of different summer nights in my opinion, like sometimes of like, okay, being somewhere like maybe a boardwalk where there's still lights and things like that, like in relating it to my own experience. So I love that about all songs, honestly, is while singing it, like I take emotions from different places um, and think of emotional summer nights or just like a summer night I had with somebody, you know, that meant a lot to me. So Uh definitely you can take it your own twist. Some lyrics are vague enough, you know? Uh Yeah. Yeah. So what we're going to do now is we're going to take a moment. We're going to listen to Sweet Summer Night by... <clears throat> by Dynasty Zero. I keep getting the X in my head and going, wait, is that right? <laughs> it's the same. <laughs> Yeah. 
that was Sweet Summer Night by Dynasty Zero. Michael and Faith are hanging out with me this <laughs> evening. Faith, you are the lead singer, and Michael, you play guitar, correct? Lead yeah. guitar, yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, who else is in a band? And no, this isn't question number three. <laughs> um, so we have James, who is our rhythm guitarist. Jake, who's our drummer, and Keith, who is our bass player. And how did you guys all meet? Like, how did it come together? So, um, so Keith and I met in class, um, and yeah, we had, um, actually a radio script writing class together and James and I were neighbors. Uh, we were dorm neighbors and then Jake was our sound tech actually, who got recruited by James um, to be sound tech. And when our, when we parted ways with our old drummer, we, we knew Jake played and we were like, Hey, do you want to join? And he said, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> Cause he, he played in bands before. Um, and he, so he has, you know, experience and he was just really itching to get back into being in a band and stuff like that. And then you, um, you and I met, you yeah. want to tell this story since sure. Honestly, Go ahead. we both have different versions, but Michael graduated a year before me. So he was always a year older. So when I went to Franciscan, our college, mm-hmm. I always saw him around wearing a leather jacket, you know, <laughs> and he kind of stood out at our Catholic college because it's a very Catholic religious college. Um, what, what, <laughs> if you don't mind me asking, which college was that? Franciscan University of Steubenville mm-hmm. in Ohio. It's Yeah, it's like a small Catholic college. Yeah. How I'd explain it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so he always stood out. And I remember even telling my friends my freshman year, like, I just want to be friends with that guy. Like, because I love <laughs> classic rock and like, I've always grown up loving classic rock and things like this. So I was like, I just always wanted to be friends with him. But I didn't know if I like should go up to him and be like, hey, <laughs> do you like rock music? You look like a <laughs> rock band. But um, so it was, it was meant to be when we both took a summer course. And there was like probably almost only 10 or 15 of us Uh summer course and everyone who's taking that summer course had to be in the same dorm so i kind of just eventually went up to him there and i was just like hey like i heard you're in a band like i love the look kind of thing and Uh we just started talking and then um you approached me because i think you heard from a a friend of yours that i had a good voice but you never heard my voice yeah i i heard from chris um our mutual friend who that no you told me you sang when oh, we were okay. catching up for coffee oh, yeah. and like you said, we do have different versions of this story. Yeah. And okay. you told me like, it had always been like your dream to sing with a rock band. And then when I decided we needed a lead singer and it was time okay. for me to go bye-bye from the microphone um, that we, um, I, I remembered what you told me. And so I asked Chris about it and he was like, yeah, if you can get faith get faith yeah and then it was kind of off the cuff like i remember you walked up to me in the cafeteria of our yeah you're know, like do you want to be in our band i was like michael you don't even know what i sound like like yeah you might <laughs> i was like that's really you know you're trusting that point so then you set up kind of like a tryout process for me because i really wanted yeah. the band to hear how i sounded because yeah again like i only want to join if you guys actually liked my sound mm-hmm. you know 
And then once, yeah, I was like singing, we were uh, playing in somebody, um, the, our old drummer's basement, <laughs> classic mm-hmm. drum. Um, I played some songs for you guys. And I, I don't know after what song, but maybe uh, Queen or something. I was singing uh, for you guys because Freddie Mercury is my inspo. So, yeah. So then you guys, you just told me off the cuff, like you, I think you maybe had a band meeting there. You like <laughs> maybe talked with the guys a bit and then told me. We had um, a band meeting, but we we kind of were had, were a little bit more dramatic about it than we needed to be yeah. because we just kind of huddled and went like, to try and mess with you a little bit. I had Charlie Brath on the last episode. He is a very well known blues guitarist all over the U.S. actually, but he's from Pittsburgh. And he had a question for you. I'm going to let him ask it. My question to uh to your next guest would be about influence and you know if i were sitting in the room with them and asked them you know who were your influences to to kind of direct you into the type of music you're creating now um they would probably cite bands and players that i'd never heard of because it was it was you know like after my time i guess would be a way to put it but uh, that's what I would be curious about. Why, um, you know, why do you like, why do you gravitate towards this music? What puts you on that path? And how far back does that influence go? And the part B to that question is if, um, you know, what's the oldest or earliest uh, quote unquote heavy metal or hard rock that, you know, you've uh, discovered and, and, you know, consider an influence. I would say, do you want to go first, Faith, or do you want me to go first? You go first. Okay. I would say if it's rock or especially hard rock, you know, classic metal, eighties metal, uh, the music that's now known as hair metal, because I know the musicians themselves hate that term. Um, we, um, we're probably influenced by it unless it's something really proggy or like really off the wall. Um, you know, I can't say we were really influenced by, you know, Frank Zappa or dream theater, even though that's really good stuff to listen to. It's not where we draw inspiration from. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say if you chase all our influences back to like, um, probably a single group of bands, you would probably end up with like, Aerosmith, um, Cheap Trick, New York Dolls, Led Zeppelin, that type of stuff, um, because those are all the bands that the bands we liked were inspired by, and Van Halen, too. Like, Van Halen was, I know you love Van Halen. You saw Van Halen, right? I did, yeah. 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 I can't say I don't envy you a little bit. Like, I I would have loved to have seen Eddie before he died. Yeah, yeah. See, that brings up up another tangent question. Yeah. David Lee Roth or Sammy? (laughs) It's hard, right? They're I'm interested in one of you. I'm gonna be honest. David Lee Roth and we're gonna say Van Halen and Van Hagar are two completely different sounds because you know the early ones they were more 
tuned half step down without the keyboards. Later ones, it was more standard tuning. The flat keys have a completely different feel. And with the keyboards, completely different sound. Mm -hmm. They're both good. I'm personally going to go with David Lee Roth because... That was the the right option. I think... (laughs) I think they're both good, and I mean no disrespect yeah, right, right. to either of them. Yeah, yeah. But it's like with um, cause, you know, Sammy Hagar. I mean, that guy has he's been around the block in terms of all the bands he's been in. With I think his first band was Montrose, if I'm not mistaken, and then he was in, he was in Montrose, and then um. He was in Van Halen, and he was in another one between those two. And I am kicking myself for not being able to remember what it was. Wasn't he in um, Chicken Foot? He was in Chicken Foot, but that was that was that was later. Maybe it was his solo stuff that was between. Um, gosh, I can't believe I can't remember who it is. But I mean, the guy. I mean, he has. He can. He's, he can still sing in his seventies. Yeah. yeah. David, David Lee Roth can't. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. But um But he's still fun to watch when he's on stage. <laughs> oh yeah, he's he's a very entertaining guy. And that's part of why that's what you know made him such a great front man, partly because especially when he was, you know, a bottle and a half deep in Jack Daniels, like you never knew what he was gonna do. Well, if you've no, ever no, if yeah. you've like so, at, at the concert I went to, he he stuck somebody's GoPro down his pants. He's wild. He'll lyrics <laughs> to the songs. Like he's wild. Yeah. Where did you see him at? Uh, PNC Art Center. It's in New Jersey. Okay. Yeah. Um, I am. Um, I did not see them. I would have liked to. There's there's a list of bands that I haven't seen that I won't be able to see, but you no, know, they're they're on that list. Yeah. Uh, I miss Skinnerd. I had a I had a stack of free tickets and couldn't go yeah. because I had to work. Kidding? <laughs> oh, that's, that's my fun. my brother went. <laughs> I couldn't go. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's a hard yeah. One. Yeah. I don't want to be this person, but um, I I I I don't want to because you know you couldn't go. But I would like to share that Leonard Skinnerd was my first concert. <laughs> It was a great first concert. I didn't even know that, Michael. You didn't know that? I, no. No. I don't mean to be, you know, that guy well, by well, sharing listen, that. My my first concert was Kiss. So <laughs> I have seen them. They were I saw them on their um their current farewell tour. We'll see if it's really the real farewell tour because I know I they've have... been on two of them, I think. Oh, really? That's funny. Yeah, yeah. the the first one it was the summer of let me do this in my head. Ninety six because I was working at Cedar Point. Oh, and, that's <laughs> um, yeah, ninety six is two thousand twenty one now. <laughs> yeah. Wow! Yeah, and they went. Fun. They went on, I think, a second one, a second farewell tour. They they the farewell the farewell tour was was definitely ninety six, but that basically what happened was they came back with. With Tommy and um, well, who's playing guitar at that point? Tommy um, Thayer, yeah, yeah. Tommy and was Eric Singer? See, they they kind of Eric Singer played drums for a while. But they brought mm-hmm. uh, brought um, Peter Chris back in. Then they switched, and Tommy played, and Bruce played, and yeah. 
It's if hard I, to keep track. <laughs> if I recall correctly, I think it was after the farewell tour, Ace left, and then they brought in Thayer, and then after a while, Peter Chris left, and then and they, they got, got Eric Singer back. Because I think Eric Singer had played with them before. Yes. And now... Eric has played with a lot of big bands. <laughs> yeah. And now that's just the, the band in its current formation. And this is just little fun fact, rabbit trail. But apparently what I heard is that any former member of KISS is going to be allowed to perform at the final show. Ooh, I am curious. If Vinny s- Vincent is going to be there. <laughs> I mean, I was I heard about it, I think, listening to Hair Nation on Sirius, but I think they said the one guy you could almost count on being there was Bruce Kulik. I think he'll show up. He I think it was was it um I forget it was the guy that Lady Gaga wrote um you and I about. I can't remember his name now. Um but he's a DJ on that station. Um, uh, but he, he said he thought Tommy Thayer was going to be there. I wouldn't be surprised if Ace Fraley shows up. Like, I, it's hard to say with him because like he does interviews where he talks about how he wanted more money and they wouldn't give him more money. And that's why he's not there. But then he co-writes songs with Gene and puts him on his solo stuff. So, yeah, I mean. (laughs) He's clearly not on from that. Like he doesn't seem like he's on bad terms with them. Um, I'm not sure about Peter Chris. I haven't. I don't haven't heard much about him lately. Um, what I've heard is he can't play. <laughs> like oh. physic- physically, oh. he couldn't make it through set. Oh, I mean, they're getting up there. And they he, are. And he, I want to say, he's the oldest of the original four. Yeah, okay. I think. I want well, I want to <laughs> say Gene's the oldest, but I'm not sure why. I thought I heard somewhere that Gene's the oldest. I could 100% be wrong. I'm going to Google it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys want to hear a silly kiss story? Sure, sure. When I was in the fifth grade, um, and obviously this isn't like true dating, but my, my fifth grade boyfriend at the time, his dad worked with um, – like in the concert scene, I don't know to what level or extent. And he was like, Hey, like you should come to a kiss concert with me and my dad. And (laughs) I will forever regret this. I think I was nervous and I was like, um, I don't know if I can go that weekend. And now I look back at that fifth grade memory and I'm like, what were you thinking? (laughs) That would have been my first concert if I said yes. Yeah. Sadly, I, I didn't know who kiss was at the time. Ah, oh, that's yeah. yeah that that's fun though. <laughs> right, so, I do that. Go ahead. So Gene was born in 1949. Okay, and Peter was born in 1945. Okay, so I was wrong. Yeah, so Peter's 75 now. <laughs> wow. So he is. He, I mean, they're all getting old, but um, I remember, and of course, this is this is no shade to him at all. He's He's, you know, he's old, but <laughs> Paul Stanley was was having trouble hitting some of the high notes when I saw them. Um, I mean, he can't help it. Like the the fact that he's still up there performing at that age is still is almost a miracle. <laughs> because 
Paul was born in 52. Okay, so he's one of the youngest ones. And let's see when Ace was born since we're doing this. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And Ace was born in 51. So Paul is the youngest one of the original. Of the original, yeah. Yeah. We, see, I told you we would take tangents on this show. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I tell you what, um, the band that I asked you guys to take a look at was Mad mm-hmm. Clock. Yeah. Um, it's different, right? <laughs> it is different. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of that kind of music. No disrespect to it. But I really liked what I heard with him. And it was just, it was such a departure from what I'm assuming, would you consider that rap or hip? Yeah, it's kind of like a dark hip hop. Dark hip hop. Yeah. yeah. It's, I didn't know how to really um, describe it. And I think it, it's, he's one of those artists, it's hard to put him in a box. Yeah. Um, well- I will tell you, and I didn't tell you this ahead of time. He was in a acoustic rock duo before this, before he cool. did this. Cool. Well, it's a neat project. Uh, it's a neat project. If if you listen to this, you know, keep it up. Um, did you did you come up with a question for him? I did. Um, well, I actually kind of have two. Actually, <laughs> we can do um, that. One I don't follow being, the rules. <laughs> uh, one being like, what, like, how would you describe your music? Like, like, how would you describe it as? Because I know you described it as dark hip hop, but like listening to it, the question I had was, what would you, who or what is the primary inspiration behind your music? Hmm. Did, did you have a chance to listen to it, Faith? I didn't. No. Yeah. Now, uh, you're, now you're questioning it, though, right? You're like, oh, yeah, okay, this... I'm going to listen to it right after this. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So, two more quick questions for you. First of all, where can listeners find um, your singles that you're going to be releasing in and uh, the past music? Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah basically, every if it's yeah. um, streaming problem not streaming problem, streaming platform, Spotify, Apple, YouTube music, all that stuff. It's on all of it. And it's, and if you want to dance to it, it's on TikTok. Um, (laughs) I won't be doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And what's coming up for you guys? What, what do you have in, in on the schedule? So the next, um, song comes out July 9th and they're going to be every three weeks this summer. The next one is actually a cover and yeah. you heard you heard it here first. It's a cover of Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. Yeah. Um, but like a rock metal version of it. Um, and I think, I mean, what do you think of it, Faith? I thought it was definitely different. Like you and Keith um, discussed doing this cover and obviously you wrote the music like for the different part. Um, I thought it was different because not that I don't like, I like the weekend. I've, I followed his music for a long time, but it's definitely not what you think of when you think of rock. Like, yeah. He's definitely very mainstream and now he's become more pop. I feel like, um, and R and B, but 
Yeah, so I kind of didn't know what to think of it as a rock song, but I really love it. It takes a totally mm-hmm. different feel to the song, and obviously, like, a female singing it, too, like, mm-hmm. is a bit different, obviously. So, I again, I really love it. It was stuck in my head for the longest time after, like, I'll never listen to Blinding Lights again, like, again the same way. Like, I really just, I think of the rock version of it, so it's yeah. definitely a different take on it. Yeah. Um, do you have any shows coming up that you want to mention? We've been um we've been talking to some venues and some other artists. Um, we don't have anything booked right now. Um, yeah. because you know we are all coming out of the pandemic and like we're coming off a year of basically being inactive because we were all since we're from a school that comes where people come from all over the country to go to. We got scattered, I think, a collective distance of like 1,500 miles, which is really hard to do because you were in New Jersey. Yeah. I was in Tennessee. Um, uh, our other guitarist, James, is originally from Iowa. Um, but now everybody, you know, we're, now we're all here. So, like, we can do stuff really easily, which the, the problem was, I mean, I'll – I'll just be honest. We were sheltering a really high risk family member um, at my house in Tennessee. So we had to be really, really careful about what we did um, in the middle of the pandemic. So that was the reason it took us so long to get stuff done. Uh, that's 100% understandable. I um, I'm, I teach at an elementary school. Yeah. My wife is a secretary at a different elementary school mm-hmm. and my kids go to a third elementary school. Oh my gosh. So- so you know there were a lot of germs coming through this house yeah. <laughs> uh and thankfully so far we're good to go <laughs> good good but all right well i want to thank michael and faith from dynasty zero from hanging out for hanging out with me right <laughs> from <laughs> <laughs> um make sure you check them out um facebook.com dynasty zero band and i have a banner Let's see if I can get it scrolling across there again. There it is. Yeah, thank you. Yay. <laughs> and I want to thank you so much for like doing this for us. Thank you so much. I had so much fun. I'm learning so much now about, <laughs> about KISS that I've never done yeah. before. So yeah. this is exciting. <laughs> and I would also like to say that we also have an Instagram. Um, same yeah. handle, Dynasty Zero Band and Twitter, Dynasty Zero Band as well. And we've been throwing around the idea of making a TikTok, but we haven't done that yet because we're not quite sure 100% what to do with it yet. Uh, But it's fun. I mean, we kind of want to. I don't have one. (laughs) (laughs) We'd like to, we'd like to, you know, get on there and just have a little fun, you know, in case it, you know. We'll be on there. We'll be flipping our hair. Yeah. Yeah. In case it like goes, the- <laughs> our heads off. Yeah, that's in case like it goes the way of Vine or something like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but hey, well, hang out for a moment. Those of you that were watching live, I want to thank you all for hanging out with us tonight. Yeah, Make sure you check you. us out on the first and fifteenth of the month for three questions in a song. And every Friday, we release an episode of the Pennsylvania Rock Show, and the second Saturday of each month except july which will be the third month you can find us on xrp radio doing a live show called friendly fire where we take music from the tri-state area to the united kingdom and they have to try and match bands from their playlist and then the listeners 
congregate in the chat room and tell us which song they like better and why. <laughs> so all of that can be found at buildthescene.com. I will check you out on the 15th. And thanks again, Michael and Faith, one more time. Yes. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you so much. This episode of Three Questions a Song has ended, but be sure to subscribe to be introduced to more on-site music from around the globe. Don't forget to rate and review the show, and we'll see you on the next episode.